Today I'm at Whole Foods store in the Dogpatch neighborhood of San Francisco. In front of the fridge where you can usually find tofu and vegetarian meat substitutes. As carnivore, I rarely stop at this fridge. But today is different. I'm looking for Beyond Meat Burger. The plant-based meat that feels, chews, and tastes like meat. In promises that I can continue to eat what I love but not kill animals. I open the fridge door several times. I can see plant-based meat packages, but none of them has the logo I'm looking for. Maybe they cut a deal with Whole Foods store to place the product in the meat section. I walk all the way to the other side of the store. Nope, not there either. Walk to a store's floor staff. Excuse me, I'm looking for Beyond Meat brand. Do you carry that? He responded back, what? I replied, Beyond Meat. He passed me to his manager who was scuffing down a slice of pizza for lunch and was not happy to see me at all. Regardless, we walked to the same fridge I spent 10 minutes at and he pointed to an empty shelf space and said, looks like we ran out of it. I walked back to the meat section, picked up some chicken for today's lunch, and stumbled back to my car. Thinking to myself, is Beyond Meat a consumer packaged goods company that can't figure out its distribution? Or is it a brand so loved by its fans that doesn't last after the Sunday morning's grocery rush? If it's former, I won't be an investor anytime soon. If it's the latter, I better put some cash aside for when the company goes public soon. Which one is it? And should we invest in Beyond Meat when it goes public? From Stucker.io, this is Renegade Investors, the show that rebels against the conventional wisdom of investing. We are Hoda and Arash, your hosts and the co-founders of Stockard. The conversation on this show is not investment advice. The hosts and their guests may or may not have invested in the companies we discuss. Don't make investment decisions solely based on what you hear on this show. Hello everyone, this is Hora, your host and the Stockcards co-founder and CEO. This episode came after a discussion in our private Intelligent Investors Facebook group. Beyond Meat is a company that filed its S1 documentation in November of 2018, which means the company is getting ready for going public soon. Members of our Facebook group were talking about whether we should invest in Beyond Meat when it goes public. Normally, when it's a new IPO, I personally hold off on it. There's no rush to invest in an IPO for several reasons, including the fact that most IPOs get hyped up at the beginning to give the company a chance to raise as much money as possible. In most cases, after a few quarters, the stock price comes down as the public market investors get to know the company better and as the initial hype goes down. But Beyond Meat may be an exception for one very special reason. It's at three times a day you have an opportunity to make a decision. And that decision is around what protein you're going to place at the center of your plate. But you don't have to be cornered into a false choice of eating or abandoning meat. We have a path forward that allows us to continue to consume meat, but it requires a slight change in perception. If we are insisting that meat comes from a chicken, cow, or pig, we're stuck because we can't make those delivery mechanisms more efficient. 
But if we shift our thinking slightly and focus on the composition of meat, we have a path forward. Meat is actually quite simple at a high level. It's amino acids, it's lipids, it's trace minerals, and it's water. None of those are exclusive to the animal. They're all present in the plant kingdom, the original source. What the animal's doing is they're using their digestive tract and their muscular system to convert vegetation and water into muscle or meat. What we're doing is taking those same constituent parts, amino acids, lipids, trace minerals, and water, and we're converting them directly into meat. And in doing so, we are eliminating agriculture's biggest bottleneck, the animal. Thank you. That was the voice of company CEO and founder, Ethan Brown, receiving his Champion of Earth Award from the United Nations. As you heard him saying, manufacturing plant-based meat that feels like animal-based meat is his vision. It has the texture and the structure and the mouthfeel of the real meat that humans have been consuming for years. It's just revolutionizing the way we produce meat. It depends on, on, on who you believe, but uh, a study by the World Bank put, um, put the contribution of livestock to greenhouse gas emissions at 51%. So as soon as I started to think about it in those terms, I said, I, I got to make this change and got to get into how we raise and consume protein as a people. People assume plant-based meat is related to the food industry, replacing one form of food with another form of food. Beyond meat is not just about meat. It's a lot more than that. It's about the protection of environment and our footprint on this earth as human beings. No, you know, I, I think that 50 years from now, uh, if you go uh, into supermarket, let's say maybe it's 15 minutes, 100 years from now, my hope is that 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 beef and chicken uh, will no longer have a relationship to the animal that they came from. That they will be, you know, in the same packaging, et cetera, but they'll be based on uh, plant-based inputs. And it's a lot like I think the transition will occur a lot like uh, the transition from the horse-drawn carriage uh, to the automobile. Uh, you know, it was a process of making the uh, horse-drawn carriage more efficient, and ultimately, you got rid of the animal. The future that Ethan Brown just painted for us in his conversation with Robert Capps, deputy editor of Wired, back in 2013, is a beautiful future that I would want to be part of it. As a long-term investor that invests in companies that are shaping the future, investing in Beyond Mean sounds like the right investment. But the question is, should I? As always, making a decision whether to invest in a company or not is a complex one. Let's peel the onion layer by layer to its core and break the complexity down into a few simpler parts. Is the plant-based meat industry going to grow disproportionately higher than the rest of the food industry? Is the company well-managed and has the operational strength to last and grow for years to come? And lastly, does it taste good? Of course, we shouldn't make investment decisions with our taste buds. But one thing that Ethan Brown, CEO and founder of the company said, made me think we should taste test it. According to Ethan, this plant-based meat has to taste good for it to work. This is not yet again another meat replacement with the consumers forced to sacrifice taste for health, moral reasons, or environmental reasons. 
this is just the future of me and it has to be just like me. According to a report by Allied Market Research, the global meat substitute market was valued at about 4.2 billion in 2017 and is expected to grow by 7.7% per year from 2018 to 2025. To be honest, if Beyond Meat's story was just about 7.7% compounded annual growth rate, I wouldn't be excited about it that much. There are plenty of other industries and markets that are growing much faster than that. And a rapidly growing industry is required for investing that are shaping the future because an industry that is growing by itself puts the wind behind the back of the companies in that industry. But hold on a minute. Are we looking at it from the right angle? The 7.7% market growth rate per year includes things such as tofu and primarily targeted to vegetarian consumers. The vegetarian market, while growing, is only 5% of the United States population, according to the documentation provided by Beyond Meat. And according to the company's S1 documentation, Beyond Meat does not operate in meat substitute and vegetarian market. As a matter of fact, the company operates in the meat industry. So I'll give you guys $100 if after my, my son's uh, baseball practice, uh, you can get him to eat kale and quinoa at McDonald's while his uh, buddies are all eating chicken McNuggets. There is a already established cultural norm here around meat consumption. And I just, our single goal, our myopic focus is on the uh, replacement of the protein source for that. So if you're having a McNugget, it shouldn't really matter to you uh, whether the white stuff comes from formed and processed chicken or it comes from directly from plants. The meat industry is the largest category in food and in 2017 generated $270 billion in sales in the United States alone and approximately $1.4 trillion globally. Now, targeting the meat industry, the story of Beyond Meat is changing from a small $4.2 billion industry to $1.4 trillion story. To what extent Beyond Meat can and does operate in the meat industry is a fair question. When I went shopping for Beyond Meat Burger at our local Whole Foods store, the product was not positioned in the meat section. That takes us to our next question. Is the company operationally well-managed? A consumer packaged good company needs access to strong distribution channels. And from the first experience I had with them, not only the company is not executing on its own go-to-market strategy, which is to position themselves in the meat section or meat shelves of the supermarkets, but also seem like they still have a long way to go to figure out how to provide stores with enough product that the store does not run out of it at noon on Sundays. At Stockard, we look at the quality of leadership, sales, profitability, availability of cash, and competitive strengths of every company we consider for investing. These are the key indicators that Stockards collect automatically so that you can review the operational strengths of a company and measure how well it is operated without the need to Google that information for hours. Let's see what we can find on Beyond Meat's S1 documentation about those main indicators of operational strengths. First up, leadership. 
The company is founder-led. We heard from Ethan Brown earlier. It's a good sign because the head of the company will take care of the company as if it is his baby. On websites such as Glassdoor, though, I can't find enough information about how employees perceive the company. So we don't know really how the employees perceive the management and the company. Usually, happy employees means the company has the force to be able to execute on its plan, but we don't have that information about Beyond Meat. Other than that, looking at the company's CFO and chief growth officer, looks like these two other key executives of the company have been with the company um, at least for two years. So overall, it looks like the company benefits from a stable and dedicated leadership team. Uh, Beyond Meat has sold 25 million of its burgers since 2016 and gained entry uh, into restaurants, even TGI Fridays. In 2017, the company sold $32 million, which was up by 100% compared to 2016. And in the first nine months of 2018, the company grew its revenue to $54 million. It's probably up for another 100% or so revenue growth rate by the end of 2018. Not too shabby, of course. Usually in venture capital world, they multiply your annual revenue by 10, and that will be how much your company worth today. So by this methodology, and based on the current sales figure, Beyond Meat's not going to be a $1 billion company yet. It's not a unicorn yet, but it's not too far either. Next up is profitability. Surprise, not profitable. Just kidding, I know you're not surprised. By now, we're all used to investing or reviewing startups and companies that are not profitable and have no plan to become profitable anytime soon. And Beyond Meat is no exception to that rule. What about cash? Does the company have enough cash to fund its operation and growth plans? Especially if the company is going to disrupt the meat industry, they probably need a lot of cash and they probably should not have any debt. They need the cash to build new production facilities and continue to pay those scientists to complete their research. This company is hungry for cash. This is probably one of the key reasons that the company is going public because they need to raise money and have access more than what they can raise in private market. Even after an investment by Bill Gates and Kleiner Perkins, who is one of the biggest venture capital funds in Silicon Valley, and even by having Twitter co-founders on board, they still need a lot more cash and that's why they're going public. As it stands today though, before going public, they don't have any significant uh, problem as it comes to cash. They don't have any significant amount of long-term debt. They spend about $30 million on operating expenses in the first nine months of the operations, and they made $54 million in revenue, as we talked about. Also, with all the money that they raise and spend, so the cash in and out of the company, they still have about $50 million left in their bank account, per se. So no real immediate threat to the stability of the operations from cash point of view. And lastly, let's take a look at the competitive advantage of the company. First thing first, they're not alone. 
there are at least a few other startups that are in the exact same market. You might have heard of Impossible Burger. That's one of the startups that are almost operating in exactly the same market. Neither of the two companies have a massive brand recognition across the broader mass market. There's no real brand advantage for Beyond Meat. But one thing that is going very well for Beyond Meat is the investment they've received from Tyson Foods, which is the largest meat processor in the United States. Looks like the titans of the meat industry actually understand the value this startup can create for them and the value this startup has for the future of food. And they've already put significant amount of money in this company. That should also help them with those logistics and distribution challenges that the company needs to solve if it wants to become a mass product. All right, seems like this is a fairly well-operated company, except not being profitable to rise and needing a lot of more cash to invest and grow. The company has several signs of strong operations. So what's left? What do we need to know now? Should we invest in this stock? When it goes public, well, hold on a minute. Does it taste good? We are in the kitchen, my house, and I finally got Prime now to bring me some Beyond Meat burger patties. I am just going to go make it. And uh, my goal is to just let my husband have it and see what he thinks at the end. This is a taste test, right? So uh, we want to figure out whether someone like him or me will figure out this is not uh, animal-based meat. So on the menu is Beyond Burger with soft pretzel bun, sweet potato fries. And I'm probably going to make some salad on the side and see how my husband like it. Let's go. There's a message on the package from Eaton Brown. You know, the guy we've heard from him, founder and CEO of the company. He says, at Beyond Meat, we started with simple questions. Why do you need an animal to create meat? Why can't you build meat directly from plants? It turns out you can. So with it, we hope our plant-based meats allow you and your family to eat more, not less, of the traditional dishes you love while feeling great about the health, sustainability, and animal welfare benefits of plant protein. Together, we can truly bring exciting change to the plate and beyond. Go beyond. Ethan Brown, founder and CEO. Well, I already feel great about myself. Recommended cooking instruction, barbecue or skillet. Okay, I'll go with skillet. Preheat grill or pan to medium high to high heat and cook for three minutes per side sort of like a normal burger and do not overcook interior of patty will still be red or pink when fully cooked fully cooked when internal temperature is 165 Fahrenheit all right I mean just even cooking instructions is not that different from a normal burger well let's see how it's gonna turn out Okay, something that just came about is, do I salt and pepper Beyond Meat patties, like the Beyond Burgers? So I'm back on my computer, just kind of Googling for some recipes and see, do I need to salt and pepper it? You know, I have no idea whether it has like enough salt. 
when you want oh okay when you want something to taste like the original season it like the original well at my home i usually just season my patty burgers burgers with salt and pepper and that's what i'm gonna do okay so taking it off the packaging it has a weird chemical smell to it sort of certainly doesn't smell like um, you know, normal meat or patties, but okay, we're keeping open mind. It smells weird, sure. Smell is not what I was expecting. Okay, well, that was disappointing for me, to be honest. My husband liked it, though. I couldn't bear the smell. It looks like meat, it sort of cooks like meat, but it does not smell like meat. While my husband ate his burger with appetite, I stopped halfway through and I was not able to take the smell off of my head. I just ate all of the fries out of my husband's plate. Something about the protein in pea plants that goes through heating, cooling, and pressure that looks like and feels like burger, but it makes the food smell not so burgery, and I couldn't just get past of that smell. So what's the wording? Is it a buy? Once it's go public, will I invest in it? Honestly, I think the IPO rule applies to Beyond Me too. I don't believe as an investor that is looking at hard facts and data, I'm willing to forego the usual rule of letting an IPO get suggested to being a public company and let the market to calm down before I jump in. However, as a person who appreciate daring future-defining companies and CEOs, I can't be more excited about this company. I guess you'll have to wait until the company goes public and we will publish the company's stock card and you also have to decide what type of company you are willing to invest your money in. I'll see you next week. Our website is stockcard.io. Stockcard is a cheat sheet for long-term stock market investors. Sign up and create a free account with one click. All right, folks, that's it for this episode of Renegade Investors. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast. If you had fun listening to us, give us a review. We read all of your reviews and comments. You may even get featured in the future episodes. Uh, what else? Yeah, 66. So this, this may bother some people and it may not. But, um, you know, the the uh, meat consumption you know requires 66 billion animals a year that are sentient that, that that have no real genetic difference other than superficial from the pets that you love to be held in confinement to have every basic need denied um, and if there's a way to have uh, protein that doesn't uh, necessitate that process it's something to consider.